Okay. Welcome back to Supremely Black Podcast. This is your boy D Rose, man. What's going on with y'all this week, fella? Man, ain't nothing, ain't nothing. I just found out how to cancel my uh, trip to Austin. Uh, I got a got a letter in the mail talking about your boy got to be in jury duty. So don't you worry about plane tickets the whole night. Letter in the mail. Please report to jury duty on that follow Monday, 8 o'clock a.m., sir. Thank you for your services. So you had to go and cancel that. So that's a little disappointing. Going to take them little, I guess the little payment is credits and, and try to figure out another trip. But man, your boy, it's going to be our first time ever getting scared with jury duty. We're going to see what it's about. They're probably going to hold the boy down about a week. Hopefully that's all. But yeah, man, got to do my services to the community. Man, that's so garbage. I wouldn't even expect that, right? I was so looking forward to actually uh getting to Austin because I like I said, I ain't even been down there, man. But actually, I'm talking about my play ticket 48 hours later. <laughs> I got the left. Yeah, that's crazy. I know you were calling, like, yeah, I just locked I locked in my flight. I'm like, all right, stay less. It's like two hours. I'll be down that way. But yeah, man, that's uh but uh well, you know. I guess you'll be in there uh, pointing out, folks. And so will. Now, can you repeat that question one more time? Let me see if this nigga really did. Right, yeah. <laughs> Depending on the situation, right? You know, sometimes just follow the code, man. Right? I ain't going to say too much, but you know what to do. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Oh. Everything been solid over here, man. I can't complain. Uh, actually, you know, I damn, I almost forgot. Uh, happy anniversary, fellas. It has been three years since we started this Supreme Black podcast journey. Um, man, where has time went? I feel like last year was damn near a blur because of everything that was going on. But we made it to year three. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's very blessed. Been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of changes in life. I guess that I would I get ain't no guessing, that's just part of it. But you know, life is good, man. Uh, how everything going on your end, uh Spirit? Everything good over here, everything good over here. Uh, just grinding and in, in training right now for uh my new position and everything at work. So that's about it. Got in a uh, wreck the other day, so uh out of commission with the uh with the whip, but outside of that. All is well. Uh, I'm alive. I'm I'm uh, unharmed and and able to move all my limbs and extremities. So uh, that's what I'm blessed for. So all is good outside of that. Uh, happy anniversary, fellas! Uh, three years uh, again. It's a long time, but it don't seem that long. At the same time, it do seem long, just because we've been going through the pandemic. We've been going through uh, a whole bunch of social unrest and everything in, in society and stuff like that. Uh, we've been going through movement, job stuff, uh, big big breaks, comedy specials coming out and everything. So it's been a lot that's transpired in three years, but it's also seemed like it was just a, a, a flash in the past. So uh, congratulations to making it three years, fellas, and looking forward to the next three. Yes, uh, happy anniversary, fellas. Uh, Spears, there wasn't no uh, 
There wasn't no FedEx, UPS truck or nothing to hit you with. Walmart truck or nothing was. I wish. I would have got paid. I feel the same, bud. We're going to delete. Then we'll cut out that whole first half of what you talking about. Better come <laughs> Walk out the house limping. That's a boat. <laughs> this episode over. <laughs> hey. I'm talking about so dedicated. He need to do the episode from the uh, hospital bed. Like, hey, fellas, <laughs> this, this is how dedicated I am to Supreme Black. We still gonna make sure we drop this episode. I don't want to hear hey, that. You understand me? <laughs> and, and drop it randomly. Just lead it. Lead the episode to start screaming. Yeah, just drop the whole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get up out of this job. That mid episode just start hollering. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm out, fellas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that bread, man. But hey, congrats on the uh, official uh, movement with the with the job and uh, bossing up with that. That's 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 major. Uh, you know, unfortunate with the car situation, but you know, growth comes with a couple some little pain every now and then, man. It, it got to test you to make sure it gets you to that next level for real to see how dedicated you is, man. That's just how that. Some of my best breaks came with some of my biggest heartbreaks in life. So shit, hey, uh, that's just how it is, man. But um, we really didn't have it was. It's been a lot that's going on. Uh, we definitely wanted to keep it light, but a couple of topics we may we may get into some stuff, man. But I would definitely start off with uh, that was a damn good Super Bowl, man. I'm gonna share my thoughts early. I hate that it ended the way it ended. Uh, sometimes I just feel like you got to let stuff play play out. It was a damn good game. And I hate the way it ended that way. What was y'all thoughts, man? It was two black quarterbacks going back and forth. What was your thoughts? Well, well, some of the women ain't saying it was all the way two black quarterbacks since my homie's got a white uh, wife. So the black woman was like, he ain't 100% black. You know, he got he got a white wife and all that. It was all my homies, but uh, I'm glad that uh, Kansas City won. I, I put put a little money bet on them, won that money. Uh, as far as the way it ended, I mean, they didn't. They, I don't think if he, if he would have held them just one time, I think they would let it ride. But that man actually held them twice during that round. They're like, yeah, we got we got to call. Like, you can't can't just let that ride. You know what I'm saying? They've been killing them on their playoff game. So to leave them out on the island right there was kind of crazy anyway. Uh, you think they would have switched coverages, but yeah, you, you got to call. I know a lot of people's upset it ended like that, but I mean, you got to call. You can't just say, oh, that's a Super Bowl. You don't let the Super Bowl end like that. No, it don't matter. When you officiate, when you official the referee, all that go out the window. You see what you see, you throw it, and, and you're just like second nature. You just keep it pushing. You know what I mean? So, but big ups to Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? Made them boys barbecue chicken, big gates barbecue. You hear me? I really feel like you know, since that was an in division rivalry, I, there's no way that y'all would be wanting the Eagles to win anyway. So I'm glad you got your bread. I mean, hey, uh, but you know, we got we got family in Kansas City, so you know, I got a ride with you. You know, but you know what? I absolutely hate the Chiefs. Like, I, there's Cowboys, Chiefs. Like, I just. I'm straight on both of them. So it really, it was just Eagles or I didn't watch the Super Bowl. But it was so good, I had to, you know, you had to watch that. Like, that was actually a really good Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a good Super Bowl. In a long time, honestly. So uh, I give them that. That was, you know, that was solid. The city was turned. Uh, the occupation that I got now, a lot of the people are from the Kansas City area. So 
Uh, you know, I've seen some videos and they had their uh, parade and all that today. But, and everybody with the whole, he got a white gal. I mean, he 50 50 himself. I mean, his daddy is very much so from the culture if you haven't <laughs> been in tune with him. So, smoking on Philly blunts. Yeah, so they crazy with that. I mean, them to have the celebrities, uh, superstars yeah. or whatever. A lot these of them are black, 50, 50. these are black queens were stating that you know stating that they would like to see Mahomes with a you know with a good wholesome black queen and you know they were just letting out their frustrations about that. And, and, and that sounds great. How, what how much they say about Travis Kelsey? So they don't mind. They, it's cool. They going out. They going out on dates with Kelsey. No. <laughs> hey, it, it's cool when they do it. It's a problem. Right. When they do it. <laughs> I see. I see it all type of posing. Somebody that fired Travis Kelsey would <laughs> That's how. That's that's how it always be, man. Like everybody getting involved with all that, man. Spears, what was your thoughts, bro? Nah, it was an excellent game. Uh... Yeah, it was a it was a great game from beginning to end. Uh, I do. You you feel bad for uh, Jalen Hurts because he had a fourteen point lead and you know he balled. Like to be honest, he played better than Patrick Mahomes did. Despite that fumble, he didn't have no mishaps or no mistakes that whole game. He basically played a far flawless game, uh, despite that fumble, but. Other than that, I mean, it, it was a game for the ages, uh, back and forth, two great offenses with uh, okay defenses. One defense was supposed to be great, but they really didn't show up to the party. Uh, the, the flag in the hole, you got to call that because, again, at the end of the day, if they didn't call it, then the other side would be like how you missed that call and everything. And you you hate for games to, to end on – Missed calls. I, I would rather a call be called that actually happened than a missed call. Just like, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if y'all was watching it because it really don't matter because they ain't doing nothing. But when LeBron and them lost to the Celtics and they missed that foul on LeBron, like you hate to, you hate to, for a game to end on a missed call. I would much rather a game end on a call that happened and people just be like, well, you don't call that at this time. But if it happened, it happened. But a missed call where the game is, like, taken away from you, uh, to me, that's uh, – uh, I I don't like seeing games like that. And if I was in the game, I wouldn't – I would hate to live with that being happened, knowing that the call didn't go when it was clearly a foul, a hold, and a pass interference, whatever sport you playing or whatever the case may be, and the refs just blown in and miss it, especially for a game of that magnitude, which is the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, you live and you learn as a DB. That's the name of the game. I mean, holding happen all the time. Sometimes you don't – you know, refs can't call everything. Refs can't see everything. Sometimes you get away with it. Sometimes you don't. But uh, you just got to go back to the drawing board and hopefully next year – you get another opportunity and you can redeem yourself. But it was a flawless game. Uh, uh, I, I really didn't have no dog in the fight. I wasn't going against the Eagles. I wasn't going for the Eagles. I wasn't going against the Chiefs. I wasn't going for the Chiefs. I was just watching a, a, a Super Bowl with the first two black African-American quarterbacks, uh, starting quarterbacks playing uh, against each other. And then, you know, so it was a great thing. Uh I wish I would have put some money on it, but I didn't because 
I didn't have a dog in the fight, but yeah, I would have made me some money because I I had a feeling that even though I thought the Eagles was a better team, I just had a feeling the Chiefs was gonna win. Yeah, I, I had a feeling also. That's why that's why I put that put that bet out there and got my little money. I was too so I almost cashed out early. But then some just said keep keep that money in there and see what happens. So we was able to make a little extra money. About a couple of few, about three bets. About three bets that day I made a little money off of. Could have been even a bigger day if Mahomes would have had a better game. I had him, I hit all my parlay on that. So Mahomes was supposed to pass for like over 270. Then he didn't even come close to that. Um, so I do feel bad for Hurts because he had a wonderful game. Philly, y'all gonna have to pay up. Uh, he showed out. He completely showed out. It's one of those situations where he played so much of a good game. I was like, I don't know if it's gonna be Mahomes or, or Hurts gonna be the MVP this game because man, Hurts Hurts balled out for real. He, he showed a lot of the doubters, you know, what he was really about. And uh, I know a lot of people's going back and forth on who should win MVP for the season, which I thought that Hurts probably would win MVP. Uh, for the way he had improved from the previous season uh, to this season with that. But uh, speaking of two black quarterbacks, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Chris Berman had made the statement about, you know, the first time we had two African-American quarterbacks and then simultaneously is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. I know I just kind of looked and was like, I don't know what they got to do with anything, but <laughs> it's kind of like the wrong way to even kind of put that Chris Berman. You might want to clear that up. What was y'all thoughts about that statement? A lot of people think he was way out of pocket. You know, I I, um, I watched the clip a couple of times just to kind of check to see if like his temperature in regards to it. I really just think he was kind of paying in his way of saying paying homage to how it was able to happen just due to what Abe's Link, Abe Lincoln's impact was back in the day in, in regards to Friend of slaves, I'm thinking that's where he was coming from. From it, like it was like a like a salute in his own way. But with it being Chris Berman, I don't think he was coming from like a bad place. I've seen some of the uh, race baiters on IG uh, that's a little bit too woke, trying to make it a big deal. I just think at times we'd be looking for stuff to try to make it racial. And I think he was just really just saluting, probably thinking he was saying something cool. Like, oh, nobody even mentioned this. Like, oh, and it happens to be Abe Lincoln. That's That was it. I didn't take it. Oh, like, yeah. he, he thought he dropped it. He, he thought he dropped he a did. gym right there. Yeah, <laughs> like that was like, yeah. like, if you watch Battle Rap, that was like a Don DeMarco, DeMarco. Yeah, like he thought he really dropped something. Like, nah, bro, we not really trying to hear nothing about no Abe Lincoln. You feel me? Like, but I didn't take no offense. Not what everybody was saying on social media. They tried to paint it out like Chris Berman was, you know, just last seen at a Klan rally or something. That ain't what that is. So I didn't take nothing back. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't phase me either. Uh, maybe hindsight twenty twenty should he have said it? Probably not. But it wasn't a big deal behind it or anything of that nature. I agree with Rose. It was. I guess to show or to try to connect the dots of how since the Emancipation Proclamation to now 2023, it's the first time that two black uh, quarterbacks have faced off in the Super Bowl and started and faced off against each other. Look how far we have come, but also look how far we haven't come for it to be the first of many in 2023. So again, he didn't have the time or the, uh, 
or the cachet to articulate that at, at that moment or whatever, or to express into detail or to go full on with the full thought process of it or behind it. But again, it it wasn't nothing. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, if if you feel it was some, some, if you was offended by it, then you were offended by a lot. And so you, you, you one of them people who don't like comedians. You one of them people who, you know, get offended by the littlest of things. So, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I, I didn't think nothing extra with it. I, I've been watching Chris Berman on ESPN since I was a little kid out here, man. Chris Berman ain't never really said nothing out the way. Uh, the reason why Tom Jackson is still on ESPN is due to Chris Berman. I think he's put Tom Jackson in a nice little spot uh, dealing with ESPN and being able to do commentating, have their own uh, show, uh, weekly show or whatnot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think everybody would just – it was a big race baiting on that. You know, you can't just go off the lid and some of that stuff because it was real racist stuff happened. That's when stuff don't, when people don't believe us because you're talking about little, little nonsense that don't even matter like like that right there. You know what I mean? And it might have been some kid that was watching the game like, what A. Lincoln got to do with this? Might have looked it up and might not even know. You just never know. That's exactly what it is, man. Oh. Now, this was something I had seen before we had even started recording. Did you see that, uh, in a sense that uh, we talked about it last week, Flake, that China has took offense to America shooting down the balloon and wants pretty much damn near the debris back. So they kind of sent like a warning in regards to they need to get them the balloon that was shot down back to them. Um, I know last time that we all three was on here, Spears spoke about Doomsday. Now, where do y'all think this is actually headed? Do you think it's just a petty back and forth that's distracting us from something else that's going on? Or do you feel like it's about to go on and come to a head to where somebody going to have to shake something? Well, it's kind of strange because China said the United States have been flying balloons over their country for a while as well. So I think this whole balloon situation is wild. It's been one, they said they found, shot one down over Alaska. Uh, like I said, the one there has been a couple over in China they've seen, one over Canada. So it, it, it's been real crazy. I really don't know what to say about this whole balloon thing. I, I don't like to use conspiracy type of stuff, but I believe we are not being told exactly everything that's going on with this whole balloon situation. We're getting contradicting information from, you know, pilots that's seeing it. They saying two different separate things. This country point fingers at their country. It's a weather balloon. It's not a weather balloon. It's surveillance. It's, it's this and that. I believe people really know, government really know what's going on. However, they don't want to put it out there because they don't know how the United States as a people uh, would take that already. Well, they already, uh, they already stated what they thought it was, and China responded and said it was a weather balloon, but... I don't uh, believe them, Spears. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I believe America when they say that China was doing some uh, intel on what's going on because where the balloon was flying in Montana is one of our biggest, uh, I guess, holding centers or reserves or whatever for our, our nuclear bombs or whatnot. And so what does China need to know what weather's what's going on with the weather in Montana. So again, for them to say that, oh, it was a weather balloon and it, and it came over there, 
now nah, America was right, but they was uh, being diplomatic and politically correct by the way they went about it, but saying, now nah, we think this is an intel balloon trying to get some intel on where we might have uh, nuke stations and different things like that. Uh, and it's a, it's a, a, a foreign policy uh, a threat. And so I believe America, when they say that, now China's the one who said different things than that, but outside of that, also the thing that makes it make sense to me is if, if it was just a weather balloon, what you need it back for, China? Like, why you want the debris? If it was just a weather balloon and it wasn't doing nothing but taking data of clouds and rain uh, particles and th different things like that, what you need it back for? Especially over in Montana, when you say that it wasn't supposed to be over there in the first place, like what research you need that for? So again, that just warrants to me that China was doing something that they, I can't say that they had no business doing because again, I don't know the diplomatic uh, dealings on a day-to-day -day basis between the U.S. and China. I know we have our our differences, and then I know that we also are uh, diplomatic in certain areas and agree on certain things, but then I also know we owe them a ton of money as well. So, uh, But I don't know the day-to-day -day dealings with that, and so therefore... I can't say that it could cause anything serious, but then it also may cause something serious. All I do know is that even with China's population, I don't think China wants to go to war with America. Uh, yes, they got us by numbers, but I don't think they actually got us by military intelligence and the, the different things that we could do and the, the different ways we can deploy different things and stuff like that. However, nobody wants to go through an onslaught in a, in a war like that, regardless, even if you are, are on the winning side or if you're on the losing side, because the catastrophe that can happen afterwards in the, the, the casualties of war and the the way that it could change society and life as we know it and as we live, it could be very damaging for a lot of people. So hopefully it's just water under the bridge. Hopefully the male egos ain't that fragile and people can see the bigger picture. But if not, I mean, hey, yeah, I mean, hey, well, we see fights every day in the street. So it, it ain't no different than when it's between people who who run countries. You know, people niggas' egos are just as fragile in politics as it is on the street. So I just I just hope that uh, greater minds prevail and cooler heads prevail. Yeah, it's it's like I said, I I hope not, but I definitely think it's something going on. And there was another thing with the uh, East Palestine a train that had uh, wrecked in Ohio, uh, which a lot of people may not, may have heard about it, may not have, but it's really impacted the city. But the crazy part about it is the Ohio River that it leaked into or closely connected to uh, serves about 10% of the United States population as a water source. 
so that could be a major impact because people that are like 30 or 40 miles from the spill have been experiencing nausea, headaches, chickens have died, birds have died, all because of that chemical spill. And so there was a few other things like some chloride and some like major things. Basically, it's like the town, the city was nuked like with chemical, like a chemical war, essentially. So that it's 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 a lot of stuff that's going on out here. I know it's a lot of distraction, a lot of stuff that can kind of keep you entertained, but it's some it's some it's some shit shaking out here that we, you know, you really need to be mindful of and really just start to prepare because um, 10% of your water source from a, a river that's going to shake up some stuff that's, that's going to impact a lot of people 10% of America is a lot uh, so yeah that that, that happened uh, it's been a couple chemical spills they said it was one uh, they won't confirm it it was one that was supposed to happen in Houston which we know that kind of happens pretty often but Better to start just you know, kind of watching the ones that's happening on the side or on those coasts and impacting a lot of this major water source because you know fish start dying and birds dying and prices are already going up on stuff so it's it's just a lot going on that you know hopefully they just go ahead and come clean with the real agenda <laughs> if not you just take it upon yourself to be prepared but. Uh, you know, my, my thoughts goes out to, you know, the city of Ohio and the impacted areas because that's major. Like, they've had to leave the town. They, they've asked for them to evacuate, but they've asked for them to come back now. But people saying they can't even bear with the chemical smell that's in the air because of nausea. They can't drink the water. Probably it's going to end up being like like in Jackson, Mississippi, not even being able to use the water. No, who knows how long that lasts and with it leaking into a river or impacting it and serving that many people, 10% of America, you know, it could be some other little changes that come along that we just will have to be very mindful of and know how to maneuver when you're dealing with those type of things. So, yeah. Yeah, they saying they ain't coming back. There's a lot of people, they tell them to come back. Uh, as of now, they saying, we don't trust y'all telling us to come back. This is kind of too early, too soon for that. Like you said, they can't stand the smell or whatnot. Uh, it's been planes and stuff flying over, still seeing the black smoke and seeing everything that's going on uh, there. The crazy part is, it's a movie on Netflix where something like this similar happened in that exact town in this movie on Netflix. And here we are. Some The movie was released in 2022 and we are in 2023. And the people who might have been extras in this movie now are, are dealing with a real chemical situation in their uh, in in hometown. And and the name of the the Netflix movie is called White Noise. It just seemed crazy how that happened. Yeah, folks want to you know use their own thoughts and just that and other about it, but it just seems real strange. Art imitates life. But uh, one more thing, and then I hopefully we could get to a little bit more celebratory stuff and talk about uh what this three years been like for us before we close, and then what we expect in the next three years. Uh, the act of shooting at Michigan State, uh, we just want to send our condolences to the students, the the administration, the professors, the uh, deans, provosts, all of that stuff, their uh, president and everybody there, the families that were affected too uh, from the people who was hurt, injured, or deceased. And then also right now, breaking news, there's an active shooting in El Paso at a mall in El Paso. And so we just want to uh, send our condolences uh, there too as well. 
and we just want to say uh we got to do better uh i am a firm believer in the second amendment right so i'm not one of them people them uh liberals or or left-wingers who are trying to get rid of uh the right to bear arms or the right to carry but we do have to find a different way, just like we have to find a different way to vet our police officers. We have to find a different way to vet the people who are buying these assault rifles and or handguns and different things like that. We have to find a a, a better way to protect our, our communities, to protect our loved ones and to protect uh, everybody around us. We have to realize that we have to get back to the old age to where your neighbors and your uh, neighbors, kids, and your community is just as valuable and important to you as your intermediate family and whatnot. And so uh, you don't just teach the people in your house, you teach the people outside your house. If somebody, if you see somebody doing wrong, you correct their ass while they're doing wrong. So then therefore they're held accountable versus you seeing them doing wrong and then you just go in the house and turn their back. Because again, we all fall short. And some people, some people don't have the the resources that other people have. So some people's parents might be at work, working two to three jobs and aren't able to uh, correct their son or daughter because they're trying to make sure that they keep the lights on and provide food for their kids and put clothes on their kids back. And so that neighbor might be the one who has to do the disciplining because they know the situation. But in this day and age, we just mind our business and stay to ourselves. And that's why we are in the position that we are in as a society. So hopefully we find a way back to some of the old age. So some of the old times when our grandparents was living and our great grandparents was living and things of that nature. And even uh, to, to, I know specifically us are the way our parents was raised and brought up. Now, some other people might be a little bit younger, so they, their parents might not be, uh, have been brought up and raised the way that our parents was or whatnot. But if we just could just get back to that just a little bit, not even not even a great percentage amount, but just a little bit. So then we can reach one, teach one, and make sure that we loving on each other more than we hating on each other because this this shit has to stop. I think uh so far, the last time I checked, and again, don't quote me verbatim, but the last time I checked, just this year in 2023, I think there was 223 uh mass shootings uh in America just this year and we're only in February. So uh things have to change but again I'm not one who wants to take away your right to protect yourself or to bear arms. I'm not one of them people because I firmly believe in the right to protect yourself and to defend yourself and to protect your own. But there is something that has to change. But we do want to send our condolences and our love to the people affected, to the families affected, to the people who lost their lives, to the people who uh, just were injured and to the surrounding people who have to deal with that hurt, trauma, and heartache because PS, PS, PTSD is real. And we can never tell anybody how to react to certain traumas or whatever. And we don't know how it affects somebody's brain because everybody's mental is a different uh, has different level of mental toughness. So we just hope that and pray that everybody uh, comes out of this okay and that, uh, yeah, we just send our love. Y'all got anything to add? I think you said everything, so I definitely uh, echo those same sentiments. And as crazy as this may sound, man, uh, with it being so many mass shootings, I feel like it's just something like psychologically going on with people that will 
want to seek out and hurt people that are innocent. And 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 I was just thinking about it the other day when we was thinking about the Michigan situation that happened, Michigan State situation that happened. Is I really feel like them knowing if they happen to kill themselves or even if they like the guy that went into the Buffalo supermarket and killed all the black people. I feel like that type of notoriety for them, it gives them like a thrill. So with it being so much coverage, I really wish that once it's covered, respect the families and kill the, like the whole overly reporting it because I really feel like people that don't have any care for human life is this is their last little run before they just, they're forever known because they're a part of a mass shooting. They took out a lot of people or impacted a lot of lives. And it sounds sick, but I really feel like that's how they're, that's how they're moving. It's like, I'm going to be known forever with this. And cause it's always when it's the people that, that did it right. It's all the mental issues. And he wrote this letter and he was all this, you know, you know, the game that they play in regards to it. I just feel like them knowing that they're going to get put on this quote unquote pedestal and get notarized that's what that's what's really triggering for them to go and do it and it's unfortunate that it's innocent people that are they're going out and do it like it it, it just don't it, it don't make sense to me and i'm starting to really question of what is considered a mass shooting as well too though because what you're saying like it being 223 so far it's only been what 50 46 days so far this year for you know what i'm saying so that's a lot. That's an alarming issue, but you know, it's almost like four, five mass shootings a day. So, what are they considering a man? You know, not to even get into that, but yeah, it's I, you know, that notoriety that they get after if they do happen to kill themselves or they don't, they're forever known. And I think a sick part of their mind is just get a thrill off of that. What was you about to say, Flake? You know what I was about to Google whether they consider being a mass shooting, but uh, you know I don't even want that on my computer. <laughs> let me just, yeah, yeah, let me take yeah. that down. Yeah, let yeah. me just not look that up. But I want to yeah. say, if I had to guess, I want to say they they says if it's over three or four people injured, uh, then they consider it being a, a mass shooting. So if, like for example, so if somebody has a family of five or six. And they kill the entire family. That could be considered like uh, as it being a mass shooting. Uh, the only thing I have to say, Spears, you said everything perfectly well. You two D Rose. All I got to say for anybody out there who's thinking about doing a mass shooting uh, and taking care of yourself after that, just try killing yourself first before and see how that turn out. And then if that happened to work out, I don't work out. Then you know you go on with your mass shooting. But try putting the gun on yourself first. And then we see how that work out and then continue on with your mission. Just start with you first. Don't go out and harm no innocent people, anything like that. Yeah. Hopefully no, hopefully no. they're not listening to us, to be honest with you. But go ahead, Spirit. For real. Now, the, the one thing I, I do want to say is, one, I, I did look up what a mass shooting was. So it's, yeah. uh, it's multiple people. don't have a set number amount, but it's multiple people injured or uh, uh, die from uh, a firearm. Uh, however, I just do want to be more sensitive than my brother Flake. So if you are considering uh, harming yourself or, or anybody else, go seek help. Go see, uh, talk to somebody. Uh, pray, meditate, do whatever it is that uh, 
a method that you haven't tried to get them thoughts out your head and try to see if you can alleviate those issues, problems, voices, or whatever it is, because, you know, some people do have mental issues. Some people really are hearing things or plagued by things, or some people really are traumatized from somebody else doing something to them. And then they decide to take it out on that person, which also inflicts some casualties of war, some innocent bystanders or whatever the case may be, but they could be really afflicted and affected by somebody who caused some trauma, some pain and some hurt to them. So I would say go seek help first. And then if, if that doesn't help, uh, deal with yourself versus dealing with anybody else. And when I say deal with yourself, I'm not saying commit suicide, but I'm saying deal with yourself in whatever way possible. And so uh, that's what I want to say uh, <laughs> instead of saying what, what our good brother Flake said. Jokes, everybody. Y'all know I'm comedian. It might have been a bad joke. Jokes, jokes, everybody. Okay, okay, Chris Berman. Hey, all to the next topic. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that is that. perfect. Well said, Spirits. Well said. Yeah, I did. I didn't know where to go, and I didn't want to turn into a laughing session because we just started talking about some roots, talking about some real stuff. But yeah, Chris Berman, yeah, Flake Berman to be exact. Uh, but yeah, man. So it's been three years, man. Just I can't even find the words, man. It's it's so many different ranges of emotions, a lot of happiness. Uh, I can I can honestly say it's not a lot of anger. Uh, having a podcast is not the easiest thing. You you do come to like a burnout stage. Uh, we're not really doing it for to be you know extremely accepted. We understand sometimes some of the things that we talk about may not be interesting uh, to the masses, but the people that do reach out, I really want to just take the time out to thank our supporters because. The feedback, the text, the calls, whether you send it to flag spirits, it doesn't matter. Uh, we receive it well. We try our best to, you know, implement any feedback. I just think I want to thank you all because the most important part is that we may not say a lot on the camera, but we talk a lot behind the scenes. And there has been a lot from, you know, losses in the family, losses of jobs, financial situations going up and down just life itself. I mean, some of the instances that we've talked about today, we've all had to deal with those things, unfortunately, up close and personal over the last three years, uh, a lot of times, uh, to be for real with you, but that's just how beautiful life is. But if you really didn't have people just reaching out, like, I mean, when y'all drop another episode, that's really what has kept us going over the last three years. And we don't always see eye to eye, uh, but honestly, you will never see that. And if you think that you have seen or heard anything, then you really don't know us three uh, because that'll never go to the net and it won't be said to anybody besides us three. So, you know, for people that may speculate or get into anything like that, having a podcast isn't easy, uh, but having a brotherhood is worth it. Uh, so I wouldn't trade these two and my complete circle for anybody in the world. Uh, but over the last year, let me just speak from that. Um, Man, I, I I would honestly say if it wasn't for these two and some more people in my life, I don't necessarily know uh, where I would have been mentally, 
and uh, definitely wasn't thinking about a podcast. So I just wanted to share my thoughts with you all. Thank you all. Uh, I love you, brothers, for real. Uh, for the people that have reached out, they really know what was going on. I know a lot of people ask. Cece is my mom, so I, I shout her out on every episode. It's been over a year now, so I'm comfortable with talking about it. But if it wasn't for these fellas and just our union and the support all around, I wouldn't be thinking about talking to y'all. I ain't no telling y'all might been talking about me being on the news, you know, on some other stuff. But I'm thankful um, for Supremely Black. I'm thankful for Spears. I'm thankful for Flake. I'm thankful for y'all support system that may have had to help me or talk to me at any time. Uh, and also the challenges, because like I said, it, it isn't easy, but it has been worth it because you have to grow through certain things to get to certain levels. And that's what makes you appreciate it. Um, and like I said, the, the beautiful part of it is that regardless of how we may stand, it's never going to be an episode that we use for content. And we just get on here and talk. And the episode on air may not be as long as we talk off air. And that's just how real men supposed to do it. But that's my thoughts. Man, three years have been great, man. It's, it's like you said, it has flown by. Uh, I remember the first episode of doing this in my garage. We was audio on it. And in the summertime, and it's sweating, hot as I don't know what in my garage, uh, recording episodes. Man, I appreciate uh, you, brothers. Uh, you, you've been a support, whether you, you know it or not. There's been times where I even, you know, hit a little bump of depression, especially during this whole little COVID stage when you really couldn't get out like you want to. And, you know, used to getting out of seeing people and you're not really seeing as many people and getting out of fraternizing, especially when you used to hitting the stage and doing comedy, you're no longer able to do that as much as you want to. Uh, the, this podcast has been a release uh, during those times. Sometimes it's been a release to to get information out there, to speak with somebody that talks about it, stuff with the same people all the time. Um, support uh, from the people who, who've been listening, our supporters who've been, you know, either send me a text, DM, phone call, whatever it is, man, it's greatly appreciated because, you know, a lot of people think you start a podcast and you're just going to jump off and get paid for it and get all these niggas of views, this, that, and the other. Let me tell y'all something. It's a whole lot of podcasts out there that's struggling real tough. It's, it's a lot of podcasts, but it's only a, a certain few that's really hitting numbers like this. Um, so we're not doing this for, for payola and nothing like that. We are here doing it, trying to spread knowledge for real uh, to everybody, give them a little history, have fun, and have some laughs uh, at the same time, but also te uh, talk on serious and deep discussions uh, as three black men. Uh, living in the United States, man. So it's been a wonderful journey. It's been a great ride, man. Just hopefully, you know, ain't no hopefully, but when we do get to that blow up for those supporters who've been here since episode one or two, man, and y'all be like, I seen these brothers and where they came from, where they used to be. But we're going to stand on that stage one day and and and, and, and so bring it back supremely black podcast. It's going to be a household name. Hey, Flake had to go back for sentimental value and pronounce it like he used to. <laughs> hey, I remember, I remember the first two episodes of Ideally. We had disconnected probably three or four times throughout trying to record this stuff and everything. I remember sitting in Rose's living room 
trying to make sure we didn't have too much feedback with both of our phones and all this other stuff and everything. Like, like we came a long way and we, we still have a long way to go because we're never going to stop working. So first and foremost, I want to uh, thank you, brothers. I want to uh, tell y'all how appreciative I am up for y'all and of y'all for even when I took my hiatus that y'all kept this thing running. And specifically, uh, you, Rose, like, you didn't you didn't let the train stop moving. And, you know, even though you allowed me to go to the to the end and to the last caboose of the train and, you know, gather my thoughts, get my get my stuff together, whatever you you stayed in that conductor seat. And, you know, you you stayed making sure that we, we kept moving north and we kept going forward and everything. And, and you flake for for uh, being the the uh, the cool, calm, collected in the 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 one of the one of wisdom and then also the one who just be so uh out the way and unaware of what's going on that you you make everything light like when you come back be like what the hell happened i i, I missed all of this and everything so uh i i appreciate both of y'all and i'm i'm thankful for y'all and again uh with with the way uh life's up and downs and uh trials and tribulations that you go through or whatever. This has been one of the consistent things in my life. And uh, it's been a saving grace in a sense. And, you know, so I'm appreciative of that. I'm appreciative, appreciative of y'all. I thank y'all for uh, the talks, for the uh, the texts, for the checkups, for the tap-ins, for the conversations that we have when we be, uh, after we finish it and recording and be chatting for 15, 20 minutes or even before we start and we just joking and laugh. So I appreciate the laughs. I appreciate the the stories and the messages that we sent. And uh, for, for y'all taking on a part of a vision that I had and just running with it and helping, helping it be better uh, than I ever imagined or thought. And so uh, I'm thankful for y'all. I appreciate y'all. And then for our supporters and our listeners and the people who tap in with us, even if it's just one person, we, we could not do this without y'all. We ain't shit without you. And so we're thankful for y'all. We appreciate y'all for uh, tapping in every week and listening to what little old me got to say and what Rose and Flake got to say. And, and also telling us uh, we doing some things that's more important than just you know, talking about sex, talking about money, talking about drugs, like we're really doing some things that's that's meant to change the culture, that's meant to change our communities, that's, that's meant to change society. And that even right now, if if we only got a thousand listeners, if we only got five listeners, if we only got one listener, it's, it's that one that counts. It's, it's those two ears that matter. And again, uh, I'm a firm believer that God will open a door that a man can't close and God will shut a door that a man can't open. And so I know that this ain't the end of the road for us. I know this ain't as far as our voice, voices will reach, but we also got to do the work. We also got to grind. We also got to uh, go through those times to make sure that when it does happen for us, that we're ready and that we prepared ourselves and we put in those 10,000 hours. So then when those 10,000 hours hits, we're experts in the game and we actually know how to do it and how to move efficiently and effectively. So again, I'm thankful for you two man, but I'm also thankful for our supporters and our listeners. And I can't wait till 
uh, the next three years happen again because again, the goal isn't to uh to flex point. We ain't, we ain't trying to money grab and we ain't trying to do this for uh glitz and glamour and shits and giggles. We we doing this to change and to make an impact in in our community and, and in people's lives. But our goal is to get on a on a bigger platform to be heard and syndicated and to uh make sure that we get in the communities and into the into the houses, into the homes and into the on the phones or on the stations of the people who really need to hear the things that we're, sh that we're sharing and the, the messages that we're telling us. So uh, this is not the end of us. This won't be the, as far as we make it. But again, uh, this is just the beginning and what an amazing three years it's been fellas and, and salute to y'all again. I love y'all boys for real. I love y'all man. And, and thank y'all for everything. For sure, for sure, man. Salute. Salute, salute. So uh, y'all be prepared because for some of the episodes and some of the things we're going to talk about, we'll be letting you all know ahead of time so you can kind of, when you hear it, for some people, the new the newcomers, it'll be completely new. But for the people that follow us on social media, you'll know kind of of what to expect for some of the episodes we're going to be diving into because it's a lot of key topics that I think uh, – that have happened in history, some as recent. It's not as crazy, not as far back as we would like to think it would should be, uh, but it's definitely impacted the culture in a different way and really shaped certain cities and countries in different ways that we think probably are overlooked because it's not celebrity gossip, but we'll be bringing them to you and letting you all know kind of what we're getting into so people can actually follow along. It ain't like, man, let me go listen to that. We want you to be able to be in tune with us and have a real have some real dialogue. So when you hit the comment section, you could be like, hey, this was this is a key point for me. So everybody's in tune with it. So uh just be expecting that when we come with a heavy hitter, hey, we'll let you know for the people that are in tune, you'll know, okay, hey, Friday, this will be dropping and we're gonna know what we're talking about. Cause it might be a part one or two because it's some some real deep stuff out there that we haven't covered yet, but we've been making sure that we was, you know, properly equipped to do so. So we we ready for that. So Number love, man, to the Supreme Black fam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you got anything to say, Flake, before I go into the Black Business Minute? Ah, oh, no, go ahead into the Black Business Minute, sir. For our Black Business Minute, we have Elixir Herb. Uh, you can find them at elixirherbshop.com, and they're also on Instagram at Elixir Herb. Uh, how you spell that is E L I X I R H E R B. SHOP.com and their mission. Healing has to be consistent with life itself. If it isn't, then it's not healing. Dr. Sebi, we live in a world where our bodies are constantly being bombarded and conditioned with small but significant amount of toxins every day. There is a mass amount of man-made toxins within and around us from the toxins in the air, exhaust from cars, in our everyday essential products, and also in dealing with stress, anxiety, anger, and depression which manifests disease and illness within the body. Cleansing is paramount when it comes to healing. The toxic things go right into our body, bodily systems, affecting the spirit, mind, and body. Over time, these toxins will cause severe inflammation, calcification, and mucus in the body, causing a disconnect from our roots and a painful life experience. The Elixir Herb Shop was created to catapult you to the next level state of living by remo removing 
accumulated toxins from the skin in the body and blood, distress in the entire system, providing you with a magical feeling every day. Our mission is to help your body regain life within our, a variety of plant-based, handcrafted, and cr cruelty-free products. Enjoy. So Elixir Herb Shop is a shop that you could get different herbs. You could get different uh, teas. You could get even, they have deodorants. They have body washes. They have uh, skin products and lotions and everything. That's all made from Mother Earth. That's all uh, without, you know, toxins and uh, aluminums and metals and different things of that nature that heal the body uh, from the inside out and from the outside in. And so that's our Black Business Minute this uh this week. Elixir Herb Shop, check them out. And I'm about to buy some products from them uh this week, honest actually. So uh, there's three, no, there's four things that I have in my cart that I'm about to order as soon as we get off of this. Uh, uh, I'm going to try them out and see what it's about. So thank you. Salute to Elixir Herb Shop. That's our Black Business Minute for this week. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Our Supreme Black Person of the Week is Reginald Lewis. Uh, he was an American businessman. He was he was one of the richest black uh, American men in the 1980s and the first black American to build a billion-dollar company, TLC, Matrice, International Holdings Incorporated. In 93, uh, he was noticed by Forbes as being one of the richest uh, Americans. Uh, among the 400 richest Americans, he had an estimated of $400 million uh, back in 93. He was born in Baltimore, Maryland. He attended the Virginia State University on a football scholarship. Uh, he also uh, joined the chapter of being a capper uh, while he was in undergrad school. Uh, after graduating VSU uh, with a degree in political science, he took a summer program at Harvard to set up the Rockefeller Foundation to introduce Amer African Americans to the study of law. While he was there, he did so good. He didn't even apply to go to Harvard, but he did so well while he was there setting up that program. They went ahead and invited him to attend school at Harvard without even applying. So he was the first student ever out of, uh, I would say, out of the 180 years that, uh, 148 years that Harvard had been open at that time to be accepted into the school without even applying. Uh, so our Supreme Black Person of the Week is Reginald F. Lewis, wonderful businessman. He is now uh, passed away, passed away in 93 uh, at the age of 50 years old. But we want to recognize him as being one of the best businessmen, not just as being a black man, but as an American uh, period. So shout out to him and his family. Uh, rest in peace to our Supreme Black Person, Reginald Lewis. Salute to him. A uh, quick question though. He died the same year he hit the Forbes list? Yeah. Yep. January he died January 19. Uh the Forbes list had to come out after. Dang, that's uh, but yeah, he, he died January 19th of 93 and then was put on the Forbes list, Forbes list that same year with a net worth of 400 million. Salute to you, Mr. Lewis. Salute. So with that being said, for all our queens out there, put your crown on, tip that thing to the side, let them know y'all queen. Follow our kings out there. Put your crown on, tip that thing to the side, let them know you are a king. We are Supremely Black Podcast, and we out.